This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is January 28th, 2019. And Calhoun hit me up. He just wanted to talk, give a rant real quick. And whenever he hits me up, especially about the subject he want to rant about, I'm always ready to, to record. So go ahead. So let's go ahead and get started. You know, we're on the cusp of a, it's a holiday coming up, uh, Valentine's Day. And we usually do. My love series on Valentine's Day, but this one he'll been this one he'll been digging in my craw a little bit. So recently, uh, you know that Chris Brown was alleged uh, somebody accused him of rape, right? You've heard about this, yeah, in France or something, right? Yeah, over there across the waters. But it, it, her story is so murky as shit; they pretty much letting him go. It's not adding up. So I was listening to the radio this morning. And they had a clip of some of the shit Eve said on her. I guess Eve have a show. That's a knockoff view, I guess. The, I don't know what the name of the show is. I don't watch these cackling hands on either show. But uh, she went on a me on a real tirade. You know, first off, they're gonna realize that this is not how we're we're not gonna take this stuff this stuff anymore. It's a different era. Men are gonna have to deal with it. You're not going to be treating women this way. He needs to get help mentally, and he's going to suffer for his consequences. He went on one of those raids, and of course the crowd was was jovial in there, clapping, because of course, once again, they have another man on the hook. And then later on, she had to recount her statements because as they're showing, there was accusations. She went this hard without proof. These are out of the mere accusations, she's ready to railroad and throw her whole brother away. Right? And then she had to recant because now it's coming back that this shit doesn't add up. And so she, I'm sorry for it, and I just got caught up and I'm passionate about this issue when it comes to women rights and how we're being treated and blah, blah, blah. There's nothing. And it was like, hopefully they accept my apology because, of course, his, the, his fans went after her. My whole thing is this, and this is what pisses me off about these ain't shit, nothing ass nigga bitches that I continue to call stupid ass nigga bitches. And a friend of mine, hopefully we get them on the show, Oh, he always says that black women these days, all they are agents for white supremacy. And that's exactly what these hoes are. These hoes so busy telling us who we are and what we don't do and all this type of shit and how we don't protect them. And they're the first motherfuckers that stay goddamn trying to crucify and kill us. Black women right now ain't nothing but a mob. We're looking for the next nigga to lynch. And that's how they act in all their endeavors. From the Me Too bitch you find out with some ugly-ass KRS-One knockoff-looking hoe to even hoes like even the rest of these bitches. I seen something now. They have a documentary coming out, three-parter, talking about the dynasty of Donald Trump. They just had a three-part series about surviving R. Kelly like that nigga was a natural disaster. Like that nigga was a, bad, was a hostage situation going wrong. And then they hit him with an allegation that was almost 20 years old. What well, was over 20 years ago? He's already went to court for, but because of this whole new fucking predator movement, these hoes move like they're thirsty for blood, man blood. 
and more so than man blood, black men blood. And they're the first ones to get on any kind of platform they can get on, be it social media, be it any kind of conversation, be it television, and say, well, black men aren't doing for black women. We don't protect them. They're always berating and beating black women down. What the fuck them hoes do? Not only do they not protect or beat us down, them hoes go for our lives, both figuratively and literally. Soon a nigga say something, they get them all. I was watching something. And the motherfucker was like, if you're still listening to R. Kelly, then unfriend you from my list. What kind of predator are you? Who are you? Bitch, who the fuck are you to tell me what to fucking listen to? Like, I was thinking. And you correct me if I'm wrong. We talk about this a lot. Remember when everybody was all up and on because Crackers were telling everybody who they can be and what they can do? Remember they was like, no, y'all, no, y'all ain't fucking each other. We ain't with that gay shit. How dare you tell me who, who I can know? Who I cannot fuck up. How dare you shackle me within your parameters? How dare you put me in that box? Right? You remember this, Darren? Yeah. We should be able to do everything that we want to do. We should, who are you as another human being? How could you judge me? Who are you to judge? Remember that? Yeah. Remember when when the patriarchal white supremacist system told women that they, they cannot be doctors and they can't be lawyers, they can't be, you know, politicians and and they can't have the same wages and everybody when they was telling women that when they was telling women that they can't what they can they can't do that they can't be lawyers they can't be real estate agents they can't be politicians they can't work outside the house they can't vote and we fought and everybody fought so hard for the rights of and who are you to tell a woman what they can or cannot be or how far that they can go they did the same thing with blacks and other minorities who are you to tell us soon as the tables turned that's exactly what they're doing. They have taken it to the next level. So they hinder you so much now, you can't even speak certain things. You can't say certain things. Them hoes went and dug up Kevin Hart past rants about sexuality and then had a fucking faggot try to make him an ally to the gay cause instead of just being like, listen, that's what y'all do. I don't have to support that. Well, will you be an ally with us? I don't have to be no fucking ally. And now that's tarnished his name. You can't say certain things or that tarnish your name. They go out to your career. They go out to your livelihood. They go out to your life. Now, and my thing is, who the fuck are they to tell us what we can and cannot say? Or, or how we can or can maneuver? You saying something in your, you having an opinion that offends or go against the masters, and now you have to pay for it with your career. That's bullshit. Everybody's offended at something. And then what they've done now is they're drunk with power. Which leads me to my next point. Which is why they're no fucking good. So let's start. Let's before you get to your home. second point, let's let's go back to the whole Chris Brown R. Kelly. I think that and you know I always talk this. <clears throat> I think the reason a lot of them are so up in arms is because a lot of them have been that person. They've been that victim. We always talk about it. Most motherfuckers they, at least black women probably have been assaulted or something. Most women. Most, most women have been assaulted. So a lot of them just stick their head in the sand or deal with it however they deal with it, right? But And you had to in the previous time. Now, in this time, you can say something. Johnny ba- Jane can say, hey, Johnny popular did touch me and I didn't want him to. Or he did this. Now, again, we talk about difference between fucking Harvey Weinstein because you want a goddamn role and he say bye bitch and get the hell on. It's a difference between that and 
Uncle Bobby was touching me every day and I was so scared of him. I didn't know how to respond or, you know, I, I was stayed. I, my teacher used to tell me how nice I looked and he always touched me on my butt every day or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's different between true victims and motherfuckers who are seeking fame or blase this or blase that and don't get the fame. And now it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure Eve done been using hers in this. I'm sure she, because she was a stripper at one point. She was, I'm sure she was a fast little girl. I'm about girl. to say somebody that strippers let her Eve who was sucking dick for, to get a rope. You talking about that, that bitch, that, yeah. that trash ass whore? So part of being yeah, a I'm sure whore, she's been touched. Yeah, I'm sure she's been touched in an inappropriate way. And when she didn't want to be touched by somebody, she probably, huh? I'm sure she was, um, the sad part, I'm sure she was touched as a kid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She probably was touched. Before she turned to the slut she ended up being. And now, you know, the, the who she is now, I'm sure she was. Yeah, so like, I think that that gives them power because now they see that, hey, I can get, we can attack this monster. And they, you need that power. Now, your point is valid. They're drunk with power. But you do need that power to be able to know that, hey, you can't do this anymore. Now, like everything else, there needs to be a middle ground. I don't know the middle ground. But I think that that's why so many women are feeling so empowered and the ones who are getting caught these days. Are more, so what it is, is everybody's piling on. So it's just like, hey, in, in elementary school, meet you, Bobby Clarence and Jim. Bobby kicks Clarence ass, but he can't beat Jim ass. So he takes it out on Clarence even harder because he can't beat Jim. So I think that that's what they're doing. They can't get their perpetrators, so now they're just taking it out on the ones who can get caught. They're piling on because they can't attack their people. Which is working is all right. You're right on what you're saying. And the second part is because women are so narcissistic, vain, and overly emotional, what they do is every time something like this happens, you're right in that they put themselves in that plate, in that situation. We're not talking about you, bitch. And I think that's what somebody need to come out and say one time. I think when the next thing come up, I'm like, we should, he should never work again and go to jail for life. Listen, bitch, we're not talking about you and your stepdad. Okay? We're talking about this situation here and now. Okay, so save all that for your stepdad or do like you've been doing all these years and just swallow in his dick. Like you've been doing. Or, because if you're not going to be proactive in that, what we're not going to do is just overly crucify somebody because you see yourself in that. In that light. No, I don't know. Transference, right? What did you say? Transference, right? And that's what it's called when you kind of transfer yourself into another situation. That's exactly what it is. And so that's the problem. And then they they go about life with that. And and, and everywhere. And what they don't understand, because they're they're not as smart as they think they are. They're quite stupid. What they don't understand is all they're doing is making enemies of motherfuckers who are not their enemies. So now they walk around with this with this baggage and they transfer that to the next guy who has nothing to do with what's going on in, in your life. But it has nothing to do because Chris Brown did this and now you see men or figure men to do this and now the Me Too movement, they got Bill Cosby and yes, we got them. Bitch, you 30. Bill, you ain't, ain't Bill Cosby, you ain't radar. You don't even know you. You were one of the hoes. And we got them. Now we need to go get our... It's a witch hunt. And the part that that pisses me off about it is they're only witch hunting black men. And no one is yet to come to the microphone and say, hey, stupid bitch. 
Why don't you pay attention to who's who's orchestrating this? One. Two, why don't you slow down and pay attention to who the real enemy is here? It's not me. It's the person who was doing it to you. Not me. And I think that's the problem. And then the third thing is, you're going to have to take some of that power away from me. Now I'm starting to see why they didn't have the power to begin with from the start. And that's why if you biblical, you understand why God didn't give them the power to lead it from the start. Because they are way over the edge here. And it was in no time. This shit happened out of nowhere. They got power fast, and they're going to town. We thought white men were bad. These hoes is terrible. So I think the difference is like they, I mean, they've never had power. They've never had power. So like, of course they're going to go over the top with it because they've never had it. So the only thing I have a problem with that, so it's just essentially that like motherfuckers who grew up in the projects trying to bitch you deal. And now the motherfucker will be broken for a year because they don't spend all that money on tigers, lions, and bears. Exactly. So the only problem, the problem I have with it is I don't have a problem with you being, you took a human element out of it. I would be more understanding of it all if you simply was like, we've never been in this position before and it's a learning curve, right? Or I would take more understanding of it if you were understanding how you went about things. But see, you demonized a group for acting in the same manner you're acting. So you cannot you cannot come to me and tell me, if you was a slim guy, how disgusting it is to be fat and how could you let yourself go and this lack of self-control and you should be doing more. It's discipline. You're pathetic. You just go on the rent, right? And then five years later, you fatter than me. I'm not about to cut you no slack. But I think that's what 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 So I think that works both ways. So I think your, how you feel it, I think that's the same way they felt that they haven't had any slack cut on them since the history of the world. Now it's their time and they're not cutting no slack. No, but that's, but that's the whole thing. When you, we talk about swinging the pendulum, we're supposed to balance it out. We're not supposed to go to the street another way. So injustice for blacks isn't to enslave whites, even though that's a, but again, a lot of people don't understand. Even in that fight, a lot of people don't understand it. So we are a group of extremes. Hey, you did this to me. Now nah, it's my turn to get you back. Well, I mean, it's not really. It doesn't work like that, right? Like equality is equality. Equality isn't payback. You know what I'm saying? I think that as humans, we have a hard well, time with right that. And that's, that's the problem. They're not look at this point. They're not searching for equality because let's be honest. The equality debate is just about there. I mean, especially in our race, they're out earning us. So it's already there, but in the totality, it's not. But equality is just about there. This isn't equality at all. This is payback. And they're approaching this. They step into the plate like, this is for my grandmother's and my mother's mother, my grandmother's mother. And I'm carrying a burden to anybody. I'm going to crucify them. That's what they're doing. And the problem that I have with it now is they had a backing of course, of, you know, the powers that be. Or just say that the powers that be, they had a backing of that. And I think that's the problem. But that leaks into every facet of dealing with them. And of course, our women, because our women don't do like white women and choose race over gender, our women choose everything over race. So, because it's always black girl magic when it applies to, you know, black girls, but they're not—they're not with black magic. 
they with black girl magic. That's what they do. They don't choose race over gender. So when they see a black man, they don't identify as, hey, they're trying to crucify this brother. Or, hey, they're trying to, they see another man, let's get him. That's what they're doing. And that's how they operate. Can we be a little personal? So I, I think that's, oh, go ahead. How do you see this in your everyday world? As far as what dealing with them? Yeah, like how do you see this in your everyday world? Not some pipe dream. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, every, every day you deal with them. So I don't want to know it. Um, we've 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 interacted with females of our race, right? And a lot of time after interacting with females, well, I don't want to say females, bitches. A lot of time after interacting with them, we pretty much have the same thought. Now, you always, you know, you always give them the benefit of the doubt. And every time you try to get them the benefit of the doubt, they usually let you down. Yes or no? I've been let down by Nah, that's a nice way to put it. I've been let down. So, <laughs> okay. So, it's the same for me. Usually, it's a letdown, uh, and big time. So, I, more often than not, usually when I'm engaged around them, yeah, it's a letdown in, in some way, fa- fashion, or form, some form or another. It's a letdown in dealing with them personally. Now, I'll take another step personally in my circle. The the brothers I hang with, the guys I know, they take it a step further and they too have been let down and their experiences when dealing with them often shows that as well. I don't even go to social media route, which is just nothing but a barrage of bullshit. And I think that's just them amplifying their character. I don't think that's who they are in totality, but a lot of them, that's who they are. And whatever's hot is what they go after. I don't want to have no leadership. And they, they really are puppets. So whatever's hot is what they go after. And what's not right now, what's hot? Think about it. What's hot right now? Dragging a man. But it just so happened the man that everybody keep associating this, this whole movement with, they're usually black. That's who getting drugged. That's who getting killed. That's who getting targeted around here. So should R. Kelly get drugged? Nope. <laughs> Why not? Because he's already been. This has already happened. I'm, it's all shit he... Should he have been in jail? Yes. Should he have had to? And this is a shame we always have to preface things with this type of shit. But this is just the area we live in in the climate. This is already stuff that's already been said and done. Our Kelly was over with. They drugged that nigga out of nowhere. So, again, that's not me coming to get a fucking a 70-year-old man and he did something in the 60s. He called a nigga a nigga once. And I'm not going to be like, did you call him a nigga? Yes. Should he have to, should he have to suffer the consequences of calling a nigga a nigga back in 73? No. So let me ask you this. Today, Florida Secretary of State had to resign because in 2005, he was caught in blackface. Should he had should he have resigned? No. Oh, what is the statute of limitation on this shit, man? Come on, no. You know, my whole theory is we cannot judge people. We cannot judge people today on yesterday's crime. We can't do that. 
We can't it's just see the crimes of yesterday by today's rules, essentially. Right, essentially. I mean, everyone has, if you start that shit up, I did that shit with Kevin Hart, and then Cannon when it got uh, Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler, and then it got the other cracker bitch. And all them use fag. And they just right on out of there. They go after who they want to go after, and they put enough pressure on it. But we can't do that type of shit. Nah, man, you're talking almost 15 years ago. I mean, you're talking about a young man 15 years ago. Or a young woman, whatever. Yeah. I'm curious. So no, and, I, and that's the and, I, and that's the problem. I'm not going to go back to. Uh, we were having a discussion about how men interact with women. The way we interact with women at almost forty is totally different than how we did at twenty. Now we both get a test of that. There was a lot of, hey bitch, hey hey bitch, oh then fuck you bitch. It, it was a lot of that now. <laughs> we don't do that shit now. Some stuff is a maturation process. What's going on? I was speaking to somebody. She was actually uh, she's actually a very intelligent woman. Well, she has all company too, Tony Logs. And she was saying Tony Logs, I think that's how it pronounced. And she was saying that uh, her parents have been together for decades. And her dad is in his seventies. And the type of man that he is. And of course of course he's a, a hell of a guy. And she was saying what she don't do is she don't judge men in their 30s on him. He, he, he can't compare the two. Because the guy in their 30s always falls short from how that man in the 70s would act and how he would treat you. It's just a two totally different guy. That's, the, you know, that ain't even close to maturity level that he's attained and the wisdom. And that's what's going on. 15, 10 years ago, not only was drastically different faggots couldn't get married right trannies was uh the 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 butt end of a joke which they still should be and 10 15 20 years ago you were not a grown man you was a young man so it was totally different and i think that's what's going on with our society today but the other part of this is how crucial it is to the community, right? Let's bring it back to our community. How crucial it is in relationships with us. How do you build strong communities? You have to have strong families. How do you build strong families? It starts with a man and a woman coming together to make to build a family, right? Yeah. That's how you get a family. So the way we're interacting, we're interacting as enemies, not as you know, we're more competitive instead of we don't compliment each other. We compete against each other. And that just shouldn't be. And this is the fallout of all that bullshit that they've inspired. This whole Me Too and all that other shit. That shit is a, is a falling out of it. So I would, I would encourage or I would challenge the sisters to get smarter, to be better. Because right now they're a piece of shit and everybody knows that the jig is up. They think they're entitled and beyond reproach. And everybody was pretty much sick of it. We was all together. And I was asking another single man that was around that was around my age range. Are y'all dating? Motherfuckers, everybody was pretty much saying the same thing. Right? Oh, well, shit. I'm not really. Ain't nobody interested in this shit no more. You know why nobody's interested in this shit anymore? Why do you think nobody's interested in this? Let me ask you. Why do you think no one's interested in this shit no more? In dating? Oh, well, you know, my thoughts are everybody blames the opposite sex. 
So hoes say niggas ain't shit. Girls say guys ain't shit. Guys say girls ain't shit. And nobody wants to look at themselves and say, hey, I'll be the one to swallow the pill so we can move forward. You have a saying. Pussy wins. Every race, right? Pussy wins. Right? Yes. Right. So that means that for, uh, uh, for the most part, a lot of this wallow their pride because they have something that niggas want. The pussy, correct? Touche. And in order to get the pussy, you have to play ball. You have to play bitch ball. And right? it ain't like guys so, aren't willing to do that. So I talked to another guy who's been on Digital Darren Podcast, and he says he's not willing to play bitch ball anymore. So you and him are two guys who basically said, I'm not willing to play bitch ball anymore. You ready to take your ball and go home? Because you know what you figure out? These bitches move like these crackers. If you win... Right here, they just keep extending the race until you until you lose until you lose yourself in the pursuit of. They keep changing the rules because that's what's happening. The rules are changing. They're extending the goal line. We've already scored. Now you got to go here. That's just the first goal line. Now this one. And at some point, because at some point you're gonna be like, man, fuck that. So we have been over backwards. We ain't even been over backwards. We broke our backs trying to appease these ungrateful, entitled, disloyal, low-life pieces of shit bitches. We've already done that. It's time for them. We ain't even asking them to meet us halfway at this point. We're just asking them to carry their own load. We'll come get you. At what point do we say, ah, we expect better? You ask a woman what they want in a man. That bitch is a laundry list of shit, ain't it? <laughs> what he must do? That's a laundry list of shit. That's a nigga what he wanted to want. Most of that shit just be like, man, just fuck me. And just be quiet. Like, that shit is nothing. I was in the barbershop. Nigga was just like, man, I just get water, just get, just, but we just be some ready to pussy and all that. I, and I told you all don't ask for nothing. And that's the problem. You have no standards. Hoes don't have standards. They got lofty expectations. Nigga just coming in with just just the bare minimum. Think about this. They don't need to meet the bare minimum. So again, who's to blame here? That's just my take on it. <laughs> so should we air this as part of Calhoun Love Session? Love series. Oh, without a doubt. Alright, and you've given your solution that the women should no. Should get back to. They need to be better. Need to hold, so at some point they need to hold themselves accountable. At some point, and not, and we need less entitlement. I don't think at that some happens. point we need to be able to accept the script. Huh? I don't think that's gonna happen. That's just like saying tell somebody to act less spoil or spoil kid to be less spoil. I don't know how that flies away. Like you have to. Something you can't whip them to make them less spoiled. You can't. The only thing you can do is deny somebody, right? And like, how do you deny them as a whole? You know what you do? What? One, thank you for that. Because one, you just proved my point and why they're not shit. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Well, that's what you said nicely. I mean, that's not your intention, but that's my. You just proved it. <laughs> Wait, so they ain't shit, and they're not gonna, and they're gonna always not be shit. It's just like butter from the fire. You ain't shit. Because your mama went shit, and you ain't never going to be shit. That's what you're essentially saying. And I agree. 
So, you give me the solution. I agree. You're a wise man. I agree. Two, you give me the solution. You know what you do? You deny them. You deny them us. Because right now, they don't see the value in us. They don't understand. See, women throw even verbally and figures, literally, figuratively, literally, verbally, they throw hooks and jab. I mean, hooks and uppercuts, and they can't take jabs. And we allow them to throw hooks and uppercuts. All we do is block. It's about time we start jabbing back. And I mean that verbally, figuratively, and literally. <laughs> oh, you talking about we should hit the women? No, no, no. You shouldn't touch a woman. But you should be a bitch. Yeah. yeah. They're not learning. You talking about something? There was an incident with a 12-year-old girl and a, and a white man a week or so ago. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. And he ended up clocking that bitch. Yeah. And remember the outrage that came with it? Yeah. Two things I said. One, she should have stayed in her place as a child, but she did not. Two, why are you running up on somebody that's that imposing of a figure? You're running up on him because you've been trained that you can hit him and he can't hit you. That's a form of bullying. And last I remember, they talk, we, this society speaks so heavily against bullying. But she, she's so, she's so ignorant because society has given her the right to be that ignorant that she thinks that she can move without consequences. There's consequences to jumping on somebody, especially when they're that imposing of a figure over you. Common sense should have told you, one, don't run up on him. But then, two, you should have known better to not even do that. But that's not what they're taught as women. That's not how they're raised as girls. That's not how they're taught as children. So children and women are very similar in today's society. Because, one, they're entitled and they have no accountability. Also, they're culprits playing victims. Because that little girl turned out to be a victim. When they asked out that she was the culprit. <laughs> women are the same way. How do you fix the problem? Taking your ball and going home. That's how you fix the problem. Let them do it on their own. But then that denies a whole generation of people. Fuck it. We have no choice in the matter. You know what you do? Are you willing to do this for the greater good to prove your point to them? Am I what? Are you willing to take your ball and go home just to prove them, to show them what? I'm willing to do the extra, extra stuff. I'm willing to go white. No, you're not. <laughs> I am. I'm about, you, just, you told me a while back. You was like, like at what point, point? Now, this is another podcast we did. At what point do you stop being, at what point do you concede to being you're the greater good for your own happiness? Say it again? I was saying, when do you consider, concede the greater good for your own happiness? Right. And at some point, I think we as men, we're going to have to. Because that's what we're not being. That's what we're forgetting <coughs> here. That's what, that's what so you're talking to a man who's about. To mar- so you're talking to a man who's about to marry a white lady. I'm talking to, and this is the best part about it. I'll, I'll tell you. I tell your story like it's the gospel. <laughs> you tell my story to, per, to, per, to, to push your agenda, but okay. I can push my agenda in the gospel. You are you the Messiah of all this. No, I'm not. It's you. No, yes, not. you are. You was you literally, literally, the listeners can re- literally go back to our early episodes when we talk about race relations. And you was as militant and radical as they come. Now, you talked yourself down because you went on here and you went over to Mr. Charlie's yard and got one of the daughters. That's what happened. 
But you are the out of in our group. Let's say if I was the most pro black, you was the most militant and radical. But at some point, you had to concede your convictions. Why? For your own, not only your own happiness, not only your own peace of mind, but for your own legacy. And at some point, we as black men are going to have to consider our own peace of mind, our own happiness, because no one else is doing that, including and especially our women. I was thinking about this. Black women are more dangerous to black men than drugs and guns. They only come second to white men. That's it. They're more dangerous than police. That's how much more dangerous black black woman is to the existence of black men. They're more dangerous than police. They're more dangerous than drugs. They're more dangerous than guns. They're more dangerous than salt. <laughs> That's pretty dangerous for a black man. For a black man, every nigga got high blood pressure rise. They're more that they're, they're more of a threat to black men than table salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a motherfucker. But, I mean, to speak of my own experience, I don't think the women are looking at it like, damn, he took his ball and went home. I fucked up. I, I think they look at it like good riddance. I can get do better anyway. Which they probably can. No. No, they can't. Because they're not just losing ain't shit niggas. What's happening now is they're losing quality guys. And so, now, because we've heard that a lot. That's plenty of good men. I just get another man. What started happening is it goes back to the evolution of a bitch. You said it at 25. You said it at 30. You said it at 35. Now you're 40. And I'm going to tell you, like I just told another bitch who just turned 40. And, and most of them are saying that. They've been mistaking me for a 20 year old. Have you seen a 20 year old lately? <laughs> <laughs> you in no way look like one of them. I, you see them? If you want to know what a 40-year-old woman look like, if you think, like, oh, she look good, just take a ride around Clark Campus one time. And I guarantee you, it'll change your life. It changed my life when I went to a Tuskegee game. Changed my life. I Tell the story. What'd you say? Tell the story. So, you know, as we... Because you hang in your own circles, right? So most of the women I see are over... Between 33 and 45... I mean, that's just my circle. And they look good, right? You'll be like, damn, Shawty look good. And you don't recognize the age you see in her face until you see something else. So we went, Mr. M.O.B., his son had a game. And uh, I haven't been able to go as much as I, I wanted to, but I was able to go to one of the games uh, to see him play. He is amazing, by the way. A hell of a, a hell of a player, not only a hell of a guy. But as I was there and taking in the scenes, oh, my God, I forgot what 19, 20, 21, 22 look like. You forget what it looked like. You forget how firm it looked, how young it looked, how bright the skin, how clear the skin, how perky the titties, how fat that ass is. Like, it ain't even all up. Like, it ain't jiggling all crazy even though you like that shit. Like, that shit is unbelievable what them young girls look like. Listen, I was, I was humming R. Kelly the whole time. <laughs> They don't seem like they ready. I was ready to go half on the baby. <laughs> and that motherfucker, I don't think I could remember which I was looking at one was one of them red. I was just, boy, if I could have gave her some 12 play, if she would have let me fill on her booty, 
I'm trying, hey man. My temperature is rising, showing sure up. It's totally different. So all these everybody's th- calling for you, huh? What you say? Everybody's calling for you, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> listen, all these old hoes will keep going. There's plenty more good men. We all know the same thing. Oh, men, old men are always like younger women, just like younger women like older men. So I, talking, so I was talking to a podcast um guest Z and he was like he was looking at some guy who was like he was doing like a YouTube self help for women. He like, I'm forty nine, my girlfriend twenty eight. He was like, I don't date under thirty one. I mean I don't date over thirty one. He was like, basically if you're over thirty four, he said, I'm gonna give you thirty four. If you're over thirty four, you're not married, no kids, it's over for you. I'm sorry to tell you that. Our, our granddads told us that. <laughs> These hoes just came up with this shit about chasing this, that, and other. They told us that she over 35. I remember my brother-in-law had a talk with me when I was 19 working at Parisian. And it was a chick that she was like 37. I forgot her age. And I was like, I think she likes me. He was like, what about her? I was like, well, she is older. She was like 37. He was like, oh, no. He was like, no, he was like Does she have, how many kids she got? I was like, she ain't got no kids. He was like, well, she been married? I said, no. He said, oh, no. Don't do it. I said, why? This was like him knowing anything about this woman except for her age and her no and her marital status. He said, Don't do it. I said, Why? He said, if she is, if she over 35, ain't got no children, ain't never been married, something wrong with her. And I'm here to testify. But so, a lot of women have been engaged. Cause a lot, when I meet those type of women, they all say they've been engaged at some point. So I've been slim at some point. What they gotta do with now? So if they've been engaged, does that still apply to that theory? It does not. Okay. Not at all. That's just another failed relationship. If she's been divorced, it doesn't apply. But if she's been engaged, no, because you always notice. You ever go to South Africa? Every hole you meet in Atlanta did two things. They don't date a ball player, but they still broke. And they've all been engaged. You ever ask what happened? What? That's one thing I wish I would have. I, I was telling myself that a couple of days ago. I was like, I never got a chance to ask these bros what happened when they were engaged. Like, the only one I asked, she said the dude who proposed her cheat on her. She was adamant about that. But everybody else, I never got a chance to ask. And I'm mad at myself about that, actually. You got to ask him. It's mostly bullshit. It's, it's just fluff. Have you ever asked before? I ask every time. Not before. Every time I hear, oh, I've been engaged. What happened? It'll all be some bullshit. Oh, he went ready. Yeah, oh, I've heard that. And they, I have heard that. They cheated. It didn't work out. He went right. It wasn't the right one. I just, I just said because I knew he would. Think about it. And who are all these hoes? Who are all these men getting rejected from proposals? <laughs> the next question I'm gonna ask that I did ask: Did he have a ring? All these hoes said they've been engaged, but I don't see no rings. Or were they engaged in theory? <laughs> so I don't know. But that's the whole. So you're right. Because, again, they, they're so hung up on themselves. They're so hung up on themselves that they cannot see. So, of course, they're not going to... They don't notice it now. Look at it now. I bet this is the first generation of this many oh, men on the market. Single, eligible men on the market. I, get, I bet you. I bet there hasn't been a generation like this. You know how I know? Because every old lady I use around to be like, how you ain't never been married? Didn't you say I shoot that? I know you used to get asked that. Because I've been around you when you've been asked that. <laughs> you, hey, 
Listen to this man, digital Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.